0: Hi, my name is Frankie. Thank you for listening to my mom. I never listen.
1: is going to light up and my voice is going to sound like it's at a little bit of a higher pitch because we got Maddie Segrist on the podcast with us nothing but net Maddie thank you so much for joining us
0: thank you so much for having me
1: okay so Maddie Segrist just happens to be an incredible baller she's a bucket i'm sure she's got a nickname we want to know what it is but right now she leads the nation in scoring 28 and a half points a game Maddie Villanova like just get me the ball and get out of the way right <laughs>
0: no no it's all my teammates they just they make some good passes just gotta finish them you know
1: yeah I know you're going to be um really soft-spoken about this and and I've watched your personality on and off the floor so I know what a great teammate you are but really come on 28 and a half points a game I mean Denise is drawing up stuff sometimes she's not drawing up stuff you're just finding a way to score
0: I think it's just you know stay patient within the offense you know the motion you know you don't stop moving so going to get a different look every time down the court and you know just being ready to shoot the ball when you're open.
1: It's not like you don't have other weapons obviously your team is ranked in the top 25 you have a balanced team you're playing in the Big East Uh, the league has gotten more competitive there's better nights in the league than there have been in the past where you've got to really show up what's it been like for you your senior year watching the transition of the league getting better?
0: I mean it's been so exciting just the growth over the league in the past couple years just the way like you know, there's less of a gap from the top to the bottom now. Like everybody, you gotta bring your A game every single night. You could, you know, Butler didn't win many games last year, and they they were one. They were played such a tough game the other day, um, and just seeing that, you know, it's exciting. It's fun, you know, if you're a gamer, you love that. You love you love the tight games like that. So just kind of embracing it and just like being excited about it.
1: All right. So, I mean, do you have a nickname? I mean, what do people call you? I know in Philly, there's got to be something that's carried with you through your <laughs> entire path.
0: Um, one of our uh, like managers, Rachel Grace, she actually has nicknames for everyone. Hers is RG3. So everyone has, well, mine has evolved over time. It used to be Maddie Ice, and now it's like Ice in the Veins. It, it changes based <laughs> on the game.
1: Oh, I'll take uh, ice any way you want it. Uh and <laughs> Rachel Grace happens to be a really good friend of mine as well. So I know exactly oh, awesome. what you're talking about. RG3, baby. Yeah. Me yeah. and Rachel, we're friends from uh we met this summer at the National Down Syndrome Convention. I have her cell phone. She and I keep in touch and uh, I'm really proud of what she's doing.
0: Oh yeah, she's she's the best and she loves the nicknames. She's got she's got one for everybody. So
1: well, I'm gonna to have to ask her what my nickname's gonna be because I would love for her to give me one. Oh yeah. She's gonna to have to think about it. You can right, think about 24 hours to get back to you on that. She'll have yeah, to Yeah, she'll really... get back to me. I know she will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know, you have a target. You got a big fat target on your back. I mean, every scatter report is designed to try to minimize your catches, your touches, uh everything that you do. I mean, it's pretty much common knowledge. They can't stop you. They only hope to contain you. What's that like? Um,
0: I think you just got to kind of embrace it a little bit. Like, you know, you don't want to – you wouldn't want it any other way. And just kind of embracing it, and I think that's something, you know, as uh, my career has gone on at Villanova, instead of being like, I don't understand why they're going to double like that, just kind of be like, all right, just take your time. It doesn't matter when you're shooting the ball. If you're shooting over two people or one person or three people. Like, you're just you're two just in the basket. And kind of having that mentality. And, you know, practice, I'm really fortunate. You know, Denise really pushes me every single day. Whether it's like, whether they switch up the defensive scheme, they'll put to, like just different things. So you've seen it all, and like I, just leaning on my experience that I've had in games, just knowing that no matter what the other team's throwing is going to throw at me, like you've seen it before, you've played against it, um, and just kind of having that, it kind of settles me and just you know lets me play my game.
1: You're a legitimate six-one with length, right? Yeah. Fair, right? Yeah. You're you're in the conversation on the national landscape for every award and yet you never seem to have a bad day. I've been told that the best players have to show up for practice and can't ever have a bad day. Denise can yeah. never have a bad day at practice. Uh, what is that like to have that kind of responsibility and where does the mental toughness come in?
0: Yeah, I think it's just, you know, there's a huge part of the mental part of the game. I think once you get to a certain level, you know, for you to continue to grow, it's all mental, honestly, like to be able to take your game to that next level. Uh, and just knowing that you you have to show up every day, because not only, you know, do you have a responsibility, like as the, one of the better players, but like to your teammates, like you got to show that I'm going to work this hard every day. And so do you, and you guys have to as well. And I think, you know, being able to have those tough conversations with Denise, like, she gets on me all the time, like, you know, not all the time, but if i have ever having like a rough start to practice, she would be like, nope, you're good, like, turn around, let's go, and, you know, just having that relationship, you know, really helps you, and it always keeps you in check, you're like, okay, you know, I gotta, you know, try a little bit harder, talk a little bit more, whatever it is that you gotta do more, Uh, just, just being ready to accept that challenge.
1: So, I know that Villanova is a Jesuit school, and it's based on service, so I look at the game like, you got to serve the game to make it easier for your teammates. So everything that you do from how hard you cut to how hard you run the floor, how well you uh, follow the defensive scouting report, all those things are so important. Where inside the game do you see yourself as a servant to your teammates?
0: Uh, Well, there's actually like nothing that's more exciting to me than like, when I make like a back cut and three kids come with me and they skip the ball and somebody gets a wide open three and makes it. I'm like, if that's what, you know, I got to do to help my team win tonight, and that's that's what we'll do. Um, and, you know, just having that, you know, responsibility, like, for your teammates, like, you, you want them to succeed and you want them to be put in the right spot so that if I can draw a lot of attention, you know, to, uh, on the offensive end from the other team, then maybe they're going to get easier looks. And then they hit a couple looks, and I'm going to get easier looks. And just, you know, knowing that the game, you know, goes in waves and it's going to be, like, it's just going to be up and down and just kind of trying to stay steady the whole time.
1: On the national landscape, you know, we, we're we talking about Caitlin Clark and Aliyah Boston, um, Haley Van Lith, AZ Fudd's getting ready to come back at UConn. Uh, I mean, there's a several other Angel Reese at LSU. I mean, I could keep going down the list. Uh, there are a lot of great players in the game. And sometimes, I think sometimes people might forget about the nation's leading score at Villanova. Do you feel snubbed in any way? And is it anything that you think about or care about?
0: Uh, not really. I mean, obviously there's so many great players and it's kind of just been like you have the underdog mentality, like your whole career. I mean, Villanova was my biggest offer coming out of high school. So there's days I got to remind myself that and like, I just wanted to play here I wanted to be good enough to play here. And then, you know you you obviously just keep raising the bar for yourself but you know the accolades and stuff like that is great but that's not why I play (laughs) you Mm -hmm. just try to be the best version of yourself every day and the best version of yourself like it's going to be different every day and kind of accepting that that you have the best that you could play one day is like a million points you win by 20 it's great and then that other day might be you just sweep by a win you know you struggled offensively but you did your assignment defensively you grabbed a lot of rebounds like just finding the way every night and just, you know, just relying on, you know, your teammates and, you know, your coaches and stuff like that.
1: So Maddie, I'm assuming that you were recruited by the great Harry Peretta and there was a succession plan with Denise that we all sort of knew was was in place that was going to happen when Harry was ready. I know you're friends with Harry, and I know Harry is actively involved in your day-to-day or your week-to-week just because he can't help it. I mean, Harry's a straight-up bowler like you. I mean, he's all about ball all the time. What has it been like managing your relationship with Harry while managing it with Denise as well? Or are they like, I know they're not the same people, but they do have like-mind thinking around the game.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I, a couple of kids on the team and I, we always shoot with Harry a couple of times a week. Um, But he's definitely done a good job of like rem- removing himself, like in a way, you know, he comes to practice, uh, you know, sometimes when he can, but he keeps himself very, very busy in retirement if you ask him. Uh, But just kind of knowing that, you know, everyone here, like Harry and Denise, everyone's just trying to help you become mm-hmm. the best version of yourself. Um, which is you know so exciting I'm, you know it always is so helpful they get along so well they have such a great relationship, so it really just made the transition as smooth as possible, which was you know it was huge as a player,
1: yeah, I don't know anyone who does not like Harry Peretta. I mean, yeah. I think Denise is probably making practice time during days of our lives or during the days yeah. that he's supposed to be volunteering on yeah. at recess at the elementary school uh, yeah. that way you keep him away from practice, yeah so funny <laughs> he's really funny you got one good Harry story you could share with us either through recruiting or just mm. how much you know him that everyone listening to this podcast are all mostly basketball people and they all adore Harry oh oh gosh
0: there's a million <laughs> I remember one time like it always stands out to me because I think it was a, one of the biggest growing points in my game um, we we're playing at Providence my freshman year um, I just been named Biggie's freshman of the year like I'd gotten a couple of things like that, and, like, he doesn't, uh, he's not a typical, like, great job type of coach, so I struggled. I was, like, 0 for 5 to start the first quarter. Like, I just couldn't. I was rushing. I was, like, not playing. He called me over. I got subbed out. I remember for, like, two minutes, he wasn't even watching the game. He just turned and was just, like, laying into me and was, like, you know, you have the poten- like, potential to be so good and, like, it's all like good stuff you listen but the way he's like yelling it, you're like really taken back and I remember just like thinking like after the game like processing I was like Oh, I think that was a compliment I think like asking one of the older girls like I was like yeah was that supposed to be like good like was that supposed to be motivational yeah. And she was like well you played great in the second half like you got it going after that and I just remember thinking like oh my gosh like this guy
1: he's wonderful he is adored by so many uh I call him a friend as well. And I have a lot of Harry stories too, but I'm not gonna tell no. them right now. So look, I carry my ball around with me pretty much all the time, Maddie. I mean, you oh, carry the ball around the campus, around class, to the playground, what do you do? Uh,
0: I don't bring it to class, but uh, when we go to the beach in the summer, I always have a ball near you. So you never, there's always one in the back of my car. In case You know, you never know when you're gonna roll up on a court.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. Where did you first fall in love with the game? Probably the driveway playing against my
0: brothers, my sister, my parents, just like, you know, play with all the neighborhood kids. I remember I couldn't wait to get home from school and just like play against them. We play a million games. That's why sometimes now, even after practice, we'll grab a couple of the other kids and play like tabs, one-on-one-on-one, like just, just for fun. Just so, you know. Yeah.
1: I love it. What, what do you feel like is your greatest motivating factor this season?
0: Uh, I think it's you know, whatever you do, like to do the best you can. Like my religion, my faith is really important to me. Um, and just you know, continuing to give you know all your success to God, just just you know realizing that you you couldn't do it without you know a greater power and and without the people around you. I think constantly, you know, reminding myself that has has made me like be able to you know manage everything and and just keep trying to do the best I can and try to put the team in the best position we can.
1: Your name is in a sentence. Speaking of God, with Shelley Pennyfather, uh, almost in every release or every discussion now around Villanova basketball from a historical perspective, she did win the Wade Trophy in 1987. And uh, there's a, a ESPN did a wonderful story on on Shelley Pennyfather and her relationship with Harry and the, the track and the stories about Harry going up to to visit her uh, and and visiting the nuns. Um, when you think about what Shelley Pennyfather has meant to Villanova athletics and women's basketball, and you think about your name um, being tied together with her, how does that make you feel? I mean, it, it's
0: such an honor. Uh, it's such an honor. I've I've I was fortunate enough. Harry brought me there the last three summers to meet her when he goes to visit. Um, and you know, I've been able to exchange a lot of letters with her throughout the years. But we're just so fortunate. I mean, just the stories you hear when you're in her presence. It's like You know, you're almost like taken back. You don't even know what to say. Um, I mean, I got chills
1: hearing that. I did not know that you had been to to visit her. What's that experience been like? She's in a monastery, right? Is that what you call it?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it's really cool. Uh, Harry goes and he brings Lin Lintai, and they bring, like, so much food. We go to the grocery store, and you pretty much just run around until Harry tells you to get everything, and you're just putting as much as you can in the cart um and then you go into the silver and he goes first and then Lynn goes and then you go for like the last 20 minutes um and they're giving like an hour the interesting thing is you put the food and then like spins on the shelf to the other side like you don't you don't like go into the other side at all but just like seeing her through like um like this like shield almost it's just uh, so special and just how like normal like she was I guess the first time I was so taken back like she's like you know, aware of some things like through letters, but not others. Like I we went with COVID and trying to explain that was like, oh, wow. I don't really understand. Like you know, like because their life didn't change a ton. Like there was only like there's only about twelve or fourteen people in there, so they're really in a you know, intimate setting.
1: When you are across the plexiglass from Shelley Pennyfather, is there anything? inspirational or divine intervention or anything that you can provide that would be interesting. Cause I'm getting chills thinking about <laughs> knowing that she can only have a certain number of visitors every year and you get to be one of them.
0: Yeah. I mean, just talks about how happy she is and how she found God. Like not found God. Obviously she's had about her whole life, but she was like, I would never choose this life. Like I I was called to this life. And I've never felt more full and more alive. And just like hearing that, like that's like the closest I, I think that order and it's almost the closest you can be to God while still being alive and just hearing like you know how happy she is and, like her whole like the routine I go to like it's such a foreign like concept like but their whole life is devoted to God so you uh, know, we think about you know we go to mass a couple times a week and then I'm like oh my gosh her whole life like they they wake up in the middle of the night to go pray with God when he was in the uh the garden by himself. So from like 12 to 1 a.m. there in church, like just so, such a interesting, like mm-hmm. and, you know, spiritual life, just hearing about it, it's just so inspirational.
1: Her dedication is um uh, unworldly, right? <laughs> and your game is sort of unworldly. <laughs> There's not many players that can do what you can do, Maddie. Uh Thank- when you when you take a step back and you think about perspective around all that you've accomplished so far how much more you have in front of you left in your career not just at Villanova but um, you know when you start thinking about the season and moving forward in the next few weeks there's that not that much time left really We're more than almost halfway through most conferences and uh, you know we're going to get into the postseason when you start thinking about your legacy at Villanova and what you've been able to accomplish with your teammates. What do you think you'll remember the most? And then what do you want people to remember about you?
0: Um, I think what people, like what I'll remember the most are definitely like, you know, some of the big wins with your team, like, you know, some of the things you have be able to like overcome, like I'll always like something I'm so proud of is like the way I got hurt my red shirt year. And was able to like come back in the way I like pursued that injury. And then like with my teammates like going through COVID and like playing a season, like that's something you like, know you're gonna remember forever. Uh, so I think just all the adversity and just like how you were able to respond to it. Uh and the way I want people to remember me is like someone who like played the game like I, I don't wanna say the right way, like that's silly, but you know, just did the best they can, made their teammates better. It was like fun to watch. Um you know,
1: stuff like that. Well, you are fun to watch, and many are going to remember your name long after because of the way you play and how hard you play and how much you love the game and how well you serve your teammates. It's been an honor to have you on here, and if if you are um, ready to come back in a few more weeks, we're well we'll welcome you back anytime. Oh, of course, thank you so much for having me.